Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach. Now, they call me the queen of predictable sales results. Well, because the easy formulas I share create sustainable, predictable results for my clients. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy Show. Because, well, this show is all about inspiration, not just in demystifying the client acquisition process known as sales, but also in peering through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her ability to help people truly understand the value they bring to their employers and how to communicate that as well as collaborate in order to optimize their salaries. So I am super excited to introduce Emily Newman. Now, Emily is an accomplished medical affairs professional and entrepreneur poised to work with nurses to teach salary negotiation tactics, as well as provide resume and interview preparation. Now, Emily has previously leveraged her relationship building skills to facilitate communications and gain buy-in from physician leaders in hospitals, clinics, and private practices. A registered nurse with a history of providing care to patients with a broad range of diseases, conditions, and treatments, Emily has extensive background as a cardiac clinical research nurse, program director, and clinical trial liaison, and now business founder. Well, welcome, Emily. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Thank you, Wendy. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I just love how you're helping nurses stand in their value and communicate that in order to earn basically what they're worth. So I can't wait to hear more about this and the work you're now doing. Yeah, absolutely. First question, always on my list, because you're obviously very successful in the career path that you were on. You know, when I was reading your introduction here, I mean, goodness, you know, a history of providing care to patients as well as, you know, clinical research, program director, trial liaison. And so what was the tipping point or inspiration that prompted you to start your own coaching practice? You know, Wendy, I think like a lot of nurses, when I uh, was still in a hospital environment during COVID-19, I got burnt out. And actually what happened really luckily is I was pursued by a medical device company. So mm -hmm. I left the patient care world and I moved into the world of uh, providing um, clinical trial liaison services, educating physicians on how to conduct clinical trials, basically buying, uh, getting buy-in with these providers. And I was upset because I still saw so many nurses struggling at the bedside with shortages and lack mm -hmm. of proper resources, a lack of proper PPE and not getting adequate pay. Uh, mm -hmm. So 
I, I realized that I could use my skills as a liaison and getting key buy-in and then also utilizing my skills uh, of negotiation, something that I've done numerous times throughout my career. I could marry those two. And I thought I could provide a really helpful skill and a coaching business to help nurses specifically learn how to negotiate their salaries. Right. No, that, that makes perfect sense. And sometimes it takes a little bit of distance from the specific world that you're in, in order to have that clarity. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, these people are just working their fingers to a bone. You know, I know that hours are insane that they've got to put in and, you know, it becomes more clearly, I'm I'm just guessing when you were kind of on the outside of that world as well. Right. And, you know, the other thing, what's unique about the nursing field, it's primarily made up of women and women are less likely to negotiate a salary than a man is. Um, And then on top of it, in the nursing career, sometimes you get guilt from your supervisors when you do ask for a raise. Uh, And because this has happened to me where you ask for a raise and you give your reasoning as to why you require one or you're requesting one. And their response is, well, is this really about the money? Isn't this, don't you care about the patients? So Mm -hmm. you get guilt tripped. And I think women are a little bit more prone to feeling that guilt than uh, men would typically not saying that men can't, but that's just what I've, I've seen what I have felt personally. Right. Right. Yeah. No, negotiating and standing for your worth is definitely, definitely a learned skill because it doesn't come necessarily naturally. So, well, so how long have you had your own coaching practice and, you know, has your business mission or vision evolved during that time? So I've, I'm relatively new to the, uh, the game of my own business. I started this back in January and it picked up rather rapidly. Uh, so much so that, uh, I've been doing this on a, a part-time basis since that time. And my, my vision has pretty much remained the same from the time that I envisioned starting my small business or my online coaching business. And that was to provide nurses the skills and the confidence to negotiate their salaries effectively. And that has not changed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So yeah, that's always nice when you, you have that clarity going into your business from the very beginning. You know, that clarity is always what helps the, the business ramp up a lot quicker. And it's not always the case for many entrepreneurs. They have kind of an idea. They know that there's a need, but they don't have it quite lasered in. So that's you know, really speaks to the fact that you have really landed on what the problem is and how to fix it, you know, in terms of that ramp up happening so quickly. So yeah, I love that. Well, have there been any big roadblocks or obstacles that you've had to overcome along the way? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, So of course, you know, uh, when you, when you have an idea for a business and I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels this way, but I've got a very nice global view or I can, I can see the end goal so, so clearly. And then you forget there is a lot of stuff that you have to have in place before you can even get to that, that end goal of, of getting clients. You need to make sure that you have a clear business model. You have to work with, um, you have to know how to manage a website. And if not, you have to outsource for that specifically, um, making sure that uh, you have, a payment plan set up, things like that. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, people aren't going to want to pay up front. Really, it's just all the little intricate things. Um, ah. If you want to establish yourself as an, as an LLC, basically 
you know, they're all the little things that I had to set up before I even began my, my coaching practice. I didn't realize all of the intricate requirements that I needed in place before I even started coaching. Um, and to that, I simplified matters. And all I did was I would, I really utilized, um, outsourcing. So I don't know how to build a website. Uh, I have no desire to learn. I don't have time to learn. So, <laughs> so I, that was, yeah. there are lots of people that do that and they're really good at it. So why not use them? <laughs> right. Yeah. And that was just it. I wanted to focus on what I knew how to do well. And that was to teach salary negotiation and then outsource what I didn't know how to do and what I didn't have time to learn to somebody else that could do it better than I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really wise. A lot of people don't have that mindset going into their business. They think that, well, you know, why don't I just go ahead and learn this, you know, and it, of course, they don't really fully understand the learning curve is going to take them completely off track of, like you just said, you know, your core competency. And it mm-hmm. does tend to create some overwhelm. Right. And even that imposter syndrome, you know, like, well, maybe I'm not really cut out to this now or know what I'm doing. You know, I can't all because they don't make that decision like you so clearly did in terms of, all right, I don't know how to do this. I don't want to take the time to learn how to do this. So I'm going to hire somebody who is brilliant at it. So, yeah, that really does streamline your day. And, you know, obviously you are working yet in you know, the capacity within the medical industry, your, your other career. So that affords you the ability to manage both. So, yeah, I love that. I love that. And, you know, Emily, you're obviously an expert at helping nurses gain those better communication and negotiating skills, but I'm curious, how do you feel about the client enrollment or sales part of being in business? Now, this is a very different skill set. Do you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of growing a successful business? Oh, sure. I think, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who thinks this way, but when you start thinking about opening a business, you think, oh my gosh, this is such a great idea. I'm going to get so many clients. And then you realize that there's a turnover rate or there's a certain percentage of people that will buy your services versus those that don't. And typically when you're starting out, those that don't want to buy outnumber those that do want to buy. And you can easily get um, overwhelmed or frustrated by the fact that you spend so much time doing consultations that ultimately don't turn into a lead or a client. Uh, and that can be particularly frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just, it, it seems like who wouldn't want to buy this, right? Who wouldn't want to work with me? Who wouldn't want to learn these things? But then in the actual situation of, okay, having that, for, and for, from what I'm hearing you just say, is having that consult, is that what you have with a potential client as a, as a consultation? Yes. So yeah. right now, before, a, before a, a client even signs up for a coaching uh, service with me, I do about a 45-minute consultation uh, mm-hmm. where it's just me getting to know the client, their concerns. Um, their experience with negotiation. And a lot of the times these clients will think, well, if I just do this 45 minute free consultation, I'll learn everything that I need to know about negotiating. Whereas Mm. that is not the point of the consultation. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. A consultation is not necessarily to a a coaching session. 
right different yeah so i can see how that would present some frustrations on both sides you know just depending how you orchestrate it so um well i would be happy to give you a little bit of insight around that so that you know those are more successful on both sides if you'd like oh absolutely yeah i'm all ears okay well it's interesting because you know a lot of people do you know assume now especially in this age of so many things for free on the internet my gosh you can download this for free and that for free an ebook you know a webinar all this for free and so you know there is like this mindset of oh i'm going to meet with you in person and just you're going to teach me everything i know and it's for free and here we go and so one of the important things to do that will support both you and your potential client is what i call framing the conversation you know early on so you know after you get to know just a little bit about them you know their role what their expertise is how long they've been working at at their job, that kind of thing. They say, well, all right, well, so this is how conversation is going to go. And then, you know, you just kind of lay out the expectations, making it clear that, and I don't know if you do this or not, there will be some um, tips or techniques that I might share with you based on some of the challenges you're having. But the real point of our conversation is to see if we're a good fit. For each other, because there's no way that I can give you uh, all the negotiating skills and you know the mindset for uh, perceiving the value and difference you make in a 45-minute conversation. Now we're down to 30 minutes, really. So I don't want to do you a disservice and you know have you think that you know you're good to go. So does that make sense to just frame the conversation early on? as to what the expectations are going to be so that at the end they realize that, you know, there is more. Yes, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, because basically how I've been doing my consultations, it's been more of like a, like a psychological interview, I guess, for lack of a better way of describing mm -hmm. it, or I, yeah, I assess, yeah. yeah, I assess where the, the client is coming from, with their general feelings about negotiations, but I keep it open-ended, but I think sure. keeping that, that framework and letting them know this is what's going to happen. I'll share yeah. some tips and tricks, but ultimately I don't want to do you a disservice. Um, I, I can provide more if we, if you sign up to work with me, I think that's yeah. Yeah. a better if way we, to handle it. Yeah. If we see that we're a good fit, you know, anything that gives them clarity around the fact that you're not giving them a toolbox of skills, you know, <laughs> this isn't a, okay, you're good. Off you go. You know, just anything that provides clarity in terms of, you know, what the purpose is and what you'll be actually giving them, which is some value, you know, maybe they'll just have clarity in terms of where they are coming up short in their communication skills, you know, clarity is a value. It's like, oh yeah, I see where I'm always kind of undermining myself. Ah, I get it now. And so that's uh, a value just without even giving them the skills to stop undermining themselves, just knowing, ah, I see this is where that happens. So, and then the other, just quickly here to add on to that is the other thing is at the end of the conversations, to just clearly state now, you know, the areas that um, are really needed for you to be a confident negotiator are this, 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 and this, and this. 
which obviously we haven't even scratched the surface on today. And so that allows them the opportunity to really realize that, oh, there is a lot more that I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, well, hopefully that will support both of you, you in, in your ability to convey the value as well as let them know that they're not getting uh, all the skills that they need and them to realize that, you know, there is a lot more that they are needing to learn in order to become confident negotiators and, and gain the value or the worth that they deserve. So, so hopefully that supports both of you. So, and be sure to let me know, you know, I always love hearing back uh, how this actually transpires in the real conversation. <laughs> so, so let me know how this rolls for you. Oh yeah, we'll do. Yeah. And, you know, Emily, it's interesting to me because I heard you speak about your, you know, the tipping point was kind of the, the pandemic, right? It, it's, it created a shift in the medical industry, a huge shift for a lot of different reasons, you know, resources, but as well as the, the heavy demands on the nurses, on the practitioners. So can you speak a little bit to the impact that the pandemic has had on the work that you do? Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, I've definitely had uh, colleagues come to me for advice on negotiation. Now, rem I'll remind you, I didn't start my business until mm -hmm. this January, right. but with all the frustration, and as I said, the, the shortages in the healthcare field, there was a, there's, there was a huge shift and there still is a huge shift of people looking to leave healthcare, yeah, unfortunately. And still that burnout, you know? that others yeah. are experiencing, I'm, I'm guessing, or they're just putting up with it, right? They're just, they're burnout, but they don't know what to do. Right. And I think what a lot of people are inquiring about is I've been in healthcare for so long. How can I advertise or market my skills to a new industry or a new job outside of the healthcare field, something that I've been in for years. It's something that people have known for, you know, a lot of primarily their entire career. So it's, mm -hmm. it's shifting, recognizing that while you are in healthcare, you have skills that are still marketable and applicable to other fields. You just have to advertise it and market it as such. Mm, yeah, no, that's huge because it is difficult to see how you could apply what you a really good year zone of genius, right? Right. <laughs> right. It's a different industry. And so, yeah, I can see where that would be a huge need yeah, just to support them in leaving the burnout, maybe the toxic environment. Um, I know there's just some tremendous pressure and stress that, that is involved in being a practitioner and a provider. So, well, Emily, how do you work with nurses who want to finally get the salaries that they know they're worth and be able to negotiate for those and, and maybe even like you just said, shift into a different career. So can you share a little about your philosophy or your approach? Absolutely. So I have uh, a two prong approach. It's psychological. And then the other part is protocolized. And the psychological portion is just understanding how one feels about approaching negotiation. If it's something that they've tried before, if they're too nervous to try, what's their, what do they typically associate negotiation with? And a lot of the times people associate negotiation as something combative. Whereas I, I try to help them shift their mindset into uh, realizing that negotiation is not combative. It's collaborative. You know, you're, you're there to discuss 
uh, a fair and uh, a fair salary that's representative of the value that you bring to uh, a position. And then the second part is protocolized, where I go over the process that I've implemented and framed for myself to go into negotiations for my salary that I still use and that I have used. Um, and as I, when I teach nurses how to prepare for a salary negotiation and then uh, be able to support their uh, the reasoning as to why they're requesting it, and then I also coach them through potential responses that they could get from a manager or a hiring manager if they're looking for a new job and how to uh, navigate that conversation. Because it can be a little scary uh, mm -hmm. when you are negotiating a salary and you receive some pushback. Once again, it's just reminding them that um, it's it's a collaboration. It's not combative. You're what you are in a you are in a discussion with uh, a manager uh, to provide you with a salary that represents the quality of work that you are going to bring or that you continue to bring to an institution. Right. Oh, no, that's yeah, That's a huge value just to be able to know how to approach the conversation in a way that doesn't feel like you're doing something wrong or, you know, like you said earlier in our conversation where it's like, oh, you know, I'm going after the money and I should be thinking about my service and that's wrong and all this inner stuff that's like, no, 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 <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I had surgeon doesn't have these thoughts, you know, why should you have these thoughts in terms of, oh, it's just about the money. No, it's about the value you're bringing and the, the difference you're making. So yeah, I love that. Well, how can listeners learn more about this great work and coaching that you're providing? Yep. You can find me at my website. It is nursenegotiatorcoach.com. Uh, you can also find me on social media. I am on Facebook, Nurse Negotiator Coach, Instagram, same name. Uh, and then I'm also on TikTok. <laughs> okay, perfect. So Facebook, in Instagram, and TikTok are your major platforms, correct? That is correct. And Nurse Negotiator Coach is your handle on all three of those? All three of them, Nurse Negotiator okay. Coach. Okay, perfect. And your and your URL is the same, nursenegotiatorcoach.com. Yeah, I love that. I, you know, consistency. Obviously, you must have talked to an expert about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Emily, you've already shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom here through our conversation. But if I could tap on you one last time, um, in looking at your own experience in building your business, what's some advice that you can share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed? Oh gosh, outsource what you don't know how to do. I cannot <laughs> yeah. express how important that is because if you are forcing yourself to do something that you don't have experience completing or doing, you are going to get frustrated and you're going to walk away and most likely not make sufficient progress on something that could have been easily handed to somebody else to do for you. Right. Yes, uh, definitely. It's just, it's one of those things that we get lured into because sometimes the free information makes it sound like, oh, well, I could do this, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. right? But the reality is it's not that easy and it takes you off course. So yeah, I love that wisdom. And it's obviously you're walking your talk. So, well, Emily, it's just been so great hearing about your journey 
from your career and the experience that you had and, you know, getting burnt out as a registered nurse and, and shifting into, you know, you're still in the medical industry, but into a little bit different role, but, you know, then seeing uh, your, your fellow nurses and, you know, still struggling with their, their situation of feeling burnout and not getting the salaries that they really deserve. And so stepping into this impactful work that you're now doing as a medical affairs professional and entrepreneur working with nurses to teach salary negotiation tactics, as well as provide resume and interview preparation skills. So I really enjoyed our conversation and I want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Yeah, thank you, Wendy. This was a blast. I was glad to be here. Yeah. And again, for our listeners, you can reach Emily through her various social platforms, and that's Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And her um, handle is Nurse Negotiator Coach. Or, of course, check out her website and learn all the details. Well, not all the details, but uh, look for that link to schedule a consult. And that's nursenegotiatorcoach.com. All right. And for all our listeners, remember, when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you fully supported your potential clients decision making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. Let's do it. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me in our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Emily Newman. And as always, here's to your success.